0: Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace,
1: and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. Let's talk about cheating, because obviously that's the name of this episode. No, this
0: is, again, this is the
1: Usher season, so (laughs) here's my Usher song. (laughs) Here's another one. But let's, I mean, cheating is just really an interesting one. I'm curious, are guidance going to give us like a new perspective on cheating today?
0: We hope to, yeah, for sure. Okay, fine. And I'm open to
1: it, because I have to say it's not something that I, a subject I know very well, weirdly, Uh considering how I know quite a lot about all the weird dysfunctions of relationships. Because I guess maybe for me, it was just more in your face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Could it be considered cheating if somebody's just stepping out right in front of you?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or if, you know, you were just in like a weird relationship in the first place. So they technically had permission to do whatever they wanted, even though it fucking hurt. Yeah. You know? Or if
0: you're, I guess you're non-exclusive, then it doesn't count. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or still, I'm still, I can't get my head around it. Or if you were the other woman
1: and you had no idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: Obviously, we say no idea about all of this stuff but the truth is you always have an idea of something I believe in my my experience Hmm. not with necessarily being cheated we've discussed this in the last episode but in my experience if something's off in the relationship Mm -hmm. you feel it you know it doesn't say people are going to cheat but
0: no not necessarily I mean, there could be so many things, right? So Mm -hmm. today, so we we spoke about a few episodes ago, emotional cheating. At least, you know, I really hope that we conveyed that we were, you know, it was mostly about emotional cheating, which did not necessarily have to do with physical cheating, right? And I think you even asked me in that episode, or we asked guidance, like, if you had to, like, not that we want to judge or determine or like apply polarity but like what's a wor- like what's worse yeah right in terms of the degrees of like dishonesty mm. in terms of relationship and disrespect where would you put physical cheating versus emotional cheating yeah. and the consensus was physical cheating was not as quote unquote bad
1: well i have to say i agree like the thought of some someone i love falling in love with someone else hurts way more mm-hmm. as the thought of like a really drunken night out where they were so wasted and they didn't know where their penis ended up you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not although, great, but...
0: I mean, although I argue that, you know, most of the time when people do hook up, when they're drunk, they, they still know what they're doing. I mean, you've got to be pretty out of it. You yeah, no, but as, like, know, right? the
1: thing is, it's not necessarily maybe like what you don't know what you're doing, but for somehow, the emotional <laughs> cheating hits different in my head.
0: It, it does. And it's because of the intimacy, right? Yeah. Um, because the you act... break it. Exactly, because that's an energetic thing. And while physical intimacy is certainly important, and there's still a shared energy, if there really is no emotional connection, that is certainly it's it's a different category. We yeah, say, it feels right? like
1: the, the thing is is that for me in my head, maybe I'm wrong, but emotional cheating feels like it's a slight on the relationship, whereas physical intimacy with no none of the emotional stuff is. It's that person's issue. It's not our issue, maybe, necessarily. Yeah. Can we dial it back a second? Yeah. And ask some kind of foundational questions here. Okay. First one is monogamy. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of, it's monogamy question mark, I guess, is my question. Like, is it a social construct?
0: No, not as much as people think. You know, we could certainly say that it is, and you can look historically at the line, right, and the purpose behind it. And there was, although to be honest, there was never really real monogamy. It was the, the structure to, you know, house the feminine, right, or keep the feminine, the domestic, while the guy could still go out and sleep with whomever. So that's not real
1: monogamy. It was effectively just
0: what keeping a woman imprisoned. <laughs> but what is it
1: about deciding, a couple deciding they're exclusive? It's basically saying, I want to sleep with you more than I want to sleep with anyone else what is the point spiritually
0: spiritually the point of it is we can cultivate such an energy together that I do not want to bring anything else into that mix
1: so it would be like for example me turning up tomorrow and saying I found someone who's going to join the podcast (laughs) exactly okay fine
0: and I'd be like oh wow now I've got to now I've got to switch energies to accommodate that new person okay fine right
1: so that's the point
0: That is the point. That is the point. That is, that is the point. But of course, it's kind of, it's been abused and it's been misunderstood because of course people have approached it from, you know, as you said before, as a form of control.
1: Or as a form of loyalty. I'm with you because I want to be with you more than I want to be with other people. Like, as I said, it's just all, or how can I prove to you that I care about you? I'll prove it to you by denying all my urges surrounding other people. Yeah. Rather than I don't really have any.
0: And then it gets upheld as a virtue, right? Yeah. Again tent poles, the nuclear family, religion says, yes, that's better. And you made that promise in the, you know, in front of God and therefore, you mm-hmm. know, so of course, it feeds our not good enough story.
1: But we forget it's actually a choice. Like, and I've mm-hmm. definitely been in this position where I've been so crazy about someone no one else matched up to them, and I didn't want to sleep with anyone else. Right. And that's very different from where I've been in positions where I was like, "Oh my god, I actually feel a bit trapped in this," mm-hmm. and I'm having to force myself to not be with anyone else.
0: Ooh, yeah. And that's the thing not is, cool. and
1: when I think about it, I think actually, well, obviously, that didn't last for very long. But when <laughs> I think about it, actually, I wouldn't want someone to force themselves to only be with me either. Mm-hmm. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, I'd want someone to choose me. Because they're like, I can't imagine being with anyone else, rather than, yeah. I feel like you need this, otherwise you'll leave me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah.
0: It has a lot to do with, we don't want to be left alone.
1: Yeah. So what is it then, if that's kind of the goal, right? So that's the goal-ish.
0: You know, we don't make monogamy a goal. No. It's certainly, it's a byproduct of an individual's commitment to another. Mm-hmm we don't even want to say a couple's commitment it just depends on the situation right but it's it has to do with the individual's commitment to one another okay and what they expect and from each other in the relationship
1: whatever that is but, so is it then am i right in thinking that love is what keeps people together
0: so it's not love and it's not even the promise to stay together kind of like in the vows right
1: well it makes sense because actually, love, mean, those <laughs> no, are just words because also love is just <laughs> shining our life right? For others yeah. to see, for us to see. So love is effectively just being in our divinity. So if our divinity says stay, we stay. If our divinity says go, we go. Love isn't going to keep us together. No. It doesn't make sense. No, exactly. So what does well, keep... A you know what? That was a
0: really good point. Thank you. What? No, no, you're right. That's That's a really good way to explain it.
1: So what does keep a partnership together if it's not shining your light or just believing a piece of paper is more powerful than your own agency
0: so it's just two things so the first is shared purpose and again it's not as if you guys work together it's more that you're living and moving towards similar goals
1: and it doesn't have to be like in terms of oh we have a podcast together right (laughs) Uh, or actually we're even in the same field it's more that we're both working towards the same kind of, I guess it's more like freedom or? Yeah,
0: so it's, where where are your values aligned is actually a really, is probably helpful. Because if you look at my husband and I, we are the classic Dharma and Greg. Like he's this hyper-rational black and white lawyer. He sees things in black and white and he's hyper-rational. On paper, we don't necessarily seem like we fit. But at the same time, our values really line up. Take a step back. We both appreciate each other's freedom. We respect others' freedoms. We bring a lot of, integrity and we respect one another and somehow we and we like enough of the same things
1: no but also what you guys do even though they're entirely different you Mm -hmm. use the voices in your head to create stuff and he's a lawyer (laughs) you're still somehow weirdly doing something similar
0: it's weird you'd have to take a real step back to be able to find that line though shared purpose doesn't necessarily look like we're, we're we're the same on the surface
1: yeah yeah
0: It's just, Um, you get
1: it and he gets it. And I remember he said something in the episode when we interviewed him where he just goes, but at the end of the day, what Liz does helps people and that matters to her. And what he does is helps people and that matters to him and not in a martyr way, Mm -hmm. but in an empowering way. Yeah. So actually you guys are kind of doing the same thing, but just entirely different fields and entirely different ways and not together, but you're able to support one another because you have the same viewpoint, you can actually support each other. Mm -hmm. So it does make a difference. Yeah. And that makes sense actually, because you can understand each other on on a deep level, it doesn't have to be so surface, but at the same time, the surface differences allow you to expand your world, allow you to see the world bigger, but from almost a similar kind of starting place. Mm -hmm. And that's really interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. But yeah, I I hope I, well, thank you for just explaining that for me. (laughs) So in the second, in the second thing that um, keeps partnership together is trust. So the shared belief that you will treat me as I treat you. So what happens if,
1: okay, so, and you know, trust, you can go back to old season one, but of course, this is the what if it never happened, right? So when we look at when we were kids, we always had this trust, right? Before Mm -hmm. the world showed us that we couldn't trust anyone, we had to Mm -hmm. live defensively and protectively. We had this trust. And so we were able to believe in ourselves and believe in other people, believe Mm -hmm. in our choices. It is what if it never happened, but at the same time, it did So what happens when you've got two people in a relationship and one has trust issues? Because that happens a lot. We see it a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those... And it's so
1: ironic. We're talking about cheating and trust issues all at the same time.
0: Even when you're not in your karma, you'll still find people will step out of a partnership just less so.
1: Okay. Yeah. They're more likely to break the partnership than step out of it because it wouldn't be an integrity. Exactly. That makes sense.
0: Exactly. So trust in this respect, isn't really like our four pillars of trust, right? Episode nine or whatever, season one. What it is, it's like you said, when you're younger and you just trust, you just have that firm belief that things will work out until you've learned that at some point they just don't. And then you just become a bit more jaded and a bit more disillusioned until you've just given up all hope, right? Mm. This kind of trust, it's the trust that no matter what happens, I will always be okay. Yeah. Yeah? And that's because you have that level of self-reliance in there. And so... I don't
1: really see the difference between the two, but okay.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because they were like, well, you don't necessarily have knowing in that, mm-hmm. right? You don't... Because when you're younger, you might have... For most, the knowing isn't always so embedded in that. It's but really... Mine, no. It's so... It's not the big pillar of trust. It's, it's just... Basic trust, if you will. Mm. Okay, so it's
1: not everything's in my highest good. It's just I'll always be okay. Yeah, it'll always be be okay. It's always just going to somehow work out. Okay. But
0: if you don't have one of these two, the bond is weakened. Okay. Yeah.
1: So if you don't have a shared purpose or someone's purpose... Mm -hmm. they abandon their purpose or they stop trusting themselves my guess is if you do one the other one kind of also they feel quite intermingled then the bond is weakened because it's not in integrity anymore exactly fine
0: exactly so then you start to so it starts to diminish the person's power within that relationship which one well either one the one who's holding the issue
1: oh fine Okay. right
0: but it starts to diminish their power and then the bond ceases to be genuine or authentic okay fine right because then they're having to come at it from a different space
1: they're coming at it from more maybe more manipulation yeah or Or
0: more of a mental space of like yeah they're my person like they're my partner and i'm you know that's my wife but what's wrong with you why am i
1: not so happy anymore
0: right they're othering the person Mm. yeah because then it becomes like oh you know, I have this responsibility towards this person, right? It's it's no longer this natural bond. It suddenly becomes this job or task.
1: Fine. People joke about it. You know, the born and chain. Mm-hmm. The commitment phobes will tell you that's exactly why I don't want to be in a relationship because I don't want to have to be responsible for someone else's feelings. I mean, I remember once someone told me I can't commit to making you happy. And I was like, mate, whoever said that you were here to make me happy? Yeah. I'm yeah. here to make me happy. Yeah. You know, there's nothing, but you know, these things really exist. And Mm -hmm. so you do, you don't just other the person, but you almost like child them depends on your approach right yeah. you're
0: either parenting them you're othering them but either way the you know there's just that slight distance that then occurs
1: instead of we're just two equals connecting yeah. and
0: and then it just gets bigger and bigger and but bigger. also
1: it's because there's no freedom within the relationship if it's like that as well right no. No. like true partnership when you're working towards shared purposes goals when you trust the other person all of that there's a lot of freedom within that because like you are you i am me we are us mm-hmm. and so you living your like- purpose you're living your life for yourself exactly but you're also living your purpose and you're free to do that and from a place of joy so you tend to like bring more joy into the union as well Mm mhm but like, you know, when you look at cheating and some people like, I just couldn't help myself. We had such a connection. I had to realize it. Yeah. And also to be fair, and I'm going to put it out there, I know a, quite a few couples, not just one, who met because they were cheating on their spouses, fell in love and now are in relationship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not that I'm, I'm quite open-minded about like people take their journeys, but I'm curious, is it like, is it just this animal attraction contract thing? Is it contracts? Is it, what is it? Can, <laughs> cheating is
0: a part of separation right so it's how we could function as a society and keep those tent poles propped up right so it was like well i'm in this i'm I'm doing i'm doing my part for society i'm being a good citizen i got married even if i really didn't want to
1: or even if i did and now changed my mind
0: Right. But it's mostly because I'm fulfilling my my role in society and oh, yeah. therefore in this marriage, even if I really don't want to be with this particular person. I mean, culturally, that's how it's always been. It's like, well, I shouldn't marry outside my religion, can't marry outside my culture. I can't marry outside oh, my, my I mean, my I, race. It's just like, as many
1: people I know who fell in love with someone and couldn't be with them for those kind of reasons. Oh, yeah. And actually throwing it out there. Still happens. All the ways in which I know people who've done stuff. I actually even know people who have two, three, two families. Mm-hmm. I know all the things Yeah, for someone who says they don't know anything. I mean, actually, like, I actually have quite a lot of knowledge around this, but that's just because I know a lot of people and a lot of people are have kind of fucked love up yeah. by ascribing rules and norms and musts and shoulds to it. Mm-hmm. And so naturally, if you're trying to force your heart into a box that it doesn't fit into, it's going to want to break out. Yeah. Until it becomes this voice, until it becomes all you know. And we talk about it in our karmic undoing, which I can't Mm -hmm. believe I'm now using as a phrase, but (laughs) still can't either. Eventually you say fuck this. Eventually you have to follow your heart because you don't really have another choice. You're so miserable. I imagine this is probably quite similar, but it's rather than a function of your karma, it's a function of separation. Mm -hmm. It's a function of listening to other people.
0: And it's also a way to keep people separated. Right. If you're limiting their sexual freedom, if you're limiting their freedoms in general and saying, well, you have other freedoms if you do it this Mm. way. Like so say you get married, you get great tax breaks. Right. You have kids like we're going to incentivize you to live a life this way.
1: while and, saying that the only reason why we're doing it is because it's, you know, that's what you want because that's how you choose to live.
0: Well, again, all the tent poles hold it up as a virtue mm. for various reasons. So it, it, it creates a complete picture, mm. albeit an inaccurate mm. one. It creates a whole life. Mm. And if you do this life, yeah. you know, you're guaranteed some semblance of happiness, mm. right? Because propaganda And great marketing and stories and films have showed us that that's what it was like. And as we're sort of dismantling it, again, we're having to understand now we're getting to the the underpinnings of the relationships that have been propped up in order to support that. And cheating is part of that, right? Mm. Because in order to maintain this image, I've had to find other ways in which I could explore myself sexually or keep myself satisfied.
1: And so what would it be in oneness, then, if you're in a situation like that, where, for example, the sex dries up or you're not in a place where you actually want to stay in this relationship? Is that where modern love comes in, where you just Mm -hmm. are able to be honest, open, and figure out a way to move forward? Not in the same situation anymore.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, it's just fine. because we can't. When we're in complete oneness with ourselves, we just really cannot anymore. Like
1: hurt or lie to another. Right. I not mean, not for very long. No, not for very long. Well, you can do, do it for a bit, to, yeah. but you'll just get bored in terms of like if something's out of whack with you, eventually it just holds no desire to it or also it just feels so icky that you feel like you're being broken up in a way that you can't really tolerate yeah which can also lead to resentment and resentment of the partner right i mean
0: boredom would be the thing that you hope you get to because that's a far less damaging scenario than the sort of self-sabotage that comes when you find yourself so stuck in a situation that you
1: start lashing out
0: not everyone is built for monogamy though let's be fair some still want partnership regardless right and so the only way for that to work is if the partnership can function openly. So it's about like open
1: relationships and stuff.
0: open relationships. So the bonds not weakened by mistrust or sacrifice. But the thing is, often a lot of open relationships get compromised because it's approached by sac- with sacrifice.
1: Because actually, and I've yeah, it's true. Like when you think about relationships, where. One person cannot be, for whatever reason, monogamous, and it could be their own issues, but it could also just be who they are. Yeah. And then the other person so desperately wants to be with them that they'll put up with it, even though their number one desire is to be with someone who is monogamous. Yeah. So you immediately have the sacrifice of, I'll have you in any way I can take you, rather than I can find someone who really fits me. Yeah.
0: But I'll low-key resent it and hate it, but I'll tell myself that it's going to be okay.
1: And as a result, you're going to end up hiding stuff from me anyway, even though we're saying we're open because you know that it hurts or, me.
0: Or I'll start hiding my my fe- my true feelings from you. And yeah. therefore, again, it, then we start compromising this relationship left, right, and center, right? Yeah. And there's just, there's no real bond there.
1: Yeah. No, exactly. And this is the thing because like, you know, I mean, I banged on about it for a while. It's not that we're saying we have to find cheating acceptable. I mean, some people have very extremely strong views the other way, and I would say think about that for a second if you have st- such strong views the other way what is it about yeah, that I mean is it-
0: yeah most of the people I know who had really strong views are the ones who've been che- who ended up not beforehand but ended up cheated on right now when you look at people talking about sex addiction as a source of their non-monogamy or an ability to be monogamous while sex addiction can be a thing, it's actually not really I mean that's a lot of that is sourced by our karmic issues so I asked guidance, okay, so here we have this cheating episode. So I was like, okay, one of the most common topics around cheating, because people are obsessed with this subject, is do you tell the other person? So if you if you knew that someone was being cheated on, do you tell them?
1: Well, what I used to say was I would tell the person who was cheating, you tell them why well, I, I will, knowing full well that they would as a result. Okay. Or at least absolving my responsibility from it. Mm-hmm now i have to say i really don't know Mm -hmm. because there's one thing where i think i would really struggle to see someone i cared about be so clueless Mm -hmm. but i also don't think it's up to me to insert myself in that relationship
0: i mean my usual one was the sort of non-confrontational non-intervening approach which is everybody's got to grow from their experiences and I'm not going to sit there and be preemptive. And one could say, well, if you knew, then that's not being preemptive. Maybe it was meant to be that, you know, you're yeah. told. And I'm like, no, because I'm not in that relationship. Mm. And a relationship, no matter what it is, no matter the dynamic, is a sacred thing. It is an important experience for the individuals in the relationship, no matter what, right? Yeah, that And makes cheating sense. is fascinating to me because we keep condemning it as opposed to understanding it. We're never really going to fully get past it. Also, as we keep as, it in
1: the closet. Cheating is not just showing you cheating. Cheating is showing you all the things underneath cheating.
0: Those transgressions mean something, as you said. You don't have to have compassion for it, but you at least have to understand it, because mm-hmm. we'll never get past it really happening on a larger scale if we can't understand it. But so I asked, so I put the question of guidance: like, at what point is one obligated? Is there an obligation there to inform the other person? And their answer, I thought, was interesting, which is only when they are facing physical harm.
1: I don't understand when would you feel physical harm because the other person was cheating on someone random.
0: Yeah, but they could be bringing disease to the family. Oh, uh, fine.
1: Yeah. Okay. They could be bringing something else so actually that's, to the person. That's actually quite soon. I mean, unless you go, oh, you're cheating. Are you using a condom, perchance? chance? Because <laughs> if you're not, then that violates physical harm, and I'm good well, to have. Well,
0: no, you can. It's it's one of those. If you know, you know, yeah. and if you don't, then you don't yeah. sit there and try to interfere or you know extract yeah. more information. But the point being is, if you know that that person's sleeping around unprotected, are we looking at a whole lifestyle thing? Yeah. And they're like, you can be, but it really is when you know. Are yeah. you strongly suspect from an open-minded place, not a like, yeah. I, want, I want to create drama here.
1: Yeah. because Well, that's the other thing. People really like other people's pain because they don't have to look at their own. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. also extremely annoying.
0: Yeah. And they, want to, be, they yeah. want to be able to gossip and stuff. But if it's known,
1: yeah.
0: even if it never happened, we're here for our growth and evolution, which is why cheating can still happen even if you don't have karma, right? Even if it never happened in the first place. Yeah. Because effectively, we're our partner's emotional mirror yeah so we have to assess what we're doing how we are behaving and what we are allowing
1: and this is not victim blaming at all that's not what Mm -hmm. we're saying here no
0: not at all but it you're either it's it's
1: kind of what we were saying at the beginning Mm -hmm. if something's off in the relationship there is a part of you that knows and it might just be after Mm -hmm. you find out then as it unravels you start to see things that maybe you didn't see at the time and then that's how you learn that's why because at the beginning we're like growth and evolution i was like what but that makes sense like wait actually that wasn't quite right mm-hmm. and actually thinking about it I would have behaved like this or whatever it is mm-hmm. right it's to allow us to get to evolve into a place where we can be in a relationship that fulfills all those desires mm-hmm. rather than anything else so we're We're always working towards that until we get there yeah. if that makes sense which then brings me to my second question of in your understanding of partnership in terms of the big P partnership okay. right is that cheating usually within those kind of partnerships, or is it more the relationships getting Not. to the big P partnerships?
0: Those are usually the relationships getting to the big ones. Okay, fine. Right,
1: and how do you know if you're in a big P partnership or a little P partnership?
0: Honestly, right, you just know. You just know. It's just there. It, it's it feels so grounded and unlike anything. And you're. No matter what your nature is, you're 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 gonna trust. And that's just how it works. I mean, people might find themselves in a phase in which they might attract non committal people in their lives or put them in our spheres. I went through a phase like that. I mean, I oh, It was did. like, it was endless. It was yeah. like, okay. But it, but <laughs> and it, I didn't care at the time either. No, I mean, neither. I didn't pause to think about it. I did. I mean, no, that's not true. I paused at some point when I was like, okay, there's a pattern here. Yeah. And then I was like, well, yeah, because I don't feel like after my Dave, I didn't feel like. I deserved to be with anybody. I didn't, you know, it wasn't even that I was deserving or I didn't think it was possible. Yeah. I just did not think that it was possible because I was like, okay, well, if somebody that I truly believed and who made it clear that they believed that we could have something and that didn't work, well, then where is the hope for anything else? So I just kind of shelved that and was kind of taking whatever, not realizing that in cheating myself, I was attracting cheaters. (laughs) You know, because I was cheating on myself. I was cheating on what I wanted. And therefore I was sort of settling. But then I told myself, okay, well, at least it'll work for now until I got sick of it.
1: And how did you shift from believing it wasn't possible to believing it was?
0: Um, I just decided I was done. And I decided that I was, I knew better.
1: And it was worth trying for something that you did want rather than something that yeah absolutely and even if you didn't end up getting there it was better to try than to not even give yourself the option of trying
0: oh absolutely and let me tell you it's okay if you've dated a cheater or you've been cheated on or cheated with because let me tell you you can sniff them out so much better your bullshit radar gets a lot higher everything gets a lot easier I have to say, it doesn't necessarily happen again.
1: It's just really interesting. And that's why I I don't really judge it because I'm not saying I'm necessarily (laughs) been on all sides of the coin, but I do see that sometimes things happen in order for us to be able to create the relationships we do desire. And in order for us to create the relationships we desire, we have to learn A, what we don't desire and B, we have to be willing to give what we do desire a chance to be possible.